Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. This is Dimity. Do I get to be the one who breaks it to, as to where we are? Yeah. KC, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And- okay, but here's the question, Sarah. And, and you know this. Are we in Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri? We're in Missouri. Okay. And, but I did, I did go across the state line today. I had uh, the shuttle driver from our hotel take me around a little tour because I just think this is such a beautiful city. I just adore it. And the homes, the historic homes. Oh, and he, we've, already, we've already gone into length about the mansion that was for sale, uh-huh, right? Yep. It's been sold. Yep, what's, yep. The, what's the name of it? Do you remember who owns not, it? No, I'm, uh, Katie remembers. Our, no, okay. Yeah, so it's on Ward. Anybody? Okay. Yeah, so he was supposedly a bootlegger and a mafia guy who had his, um, the Pendergast, thank you, and he had his office at the police station that's how in tight he was and that he um uh helped harry truman get votes from dead people and so (laughs) you know uh yeah yeah so truman when he was something lower than the president though yeah when he was a yes i would think so that would be someone you might want to distance yourself from yes yes so Right, right. So so we are very happy to be back here. This is our second time in Kansas City. Or have you been here another time and I don't know it? Um, no, I have not been here another time. I did not sneak out to Kansas City without telling you. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> you're just, a, you know, a, a state and a little bit away. <laughs> I know, I know. And we'll be back in February for a volleyball tournament. So oh, that'll give right. okay. trips to Kansas City. Okay, three to two, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm winning, I'm winning. <laughs> so the other time we were here, 2012, for the launch of Train Like a Mother, who was at that wonderful event put on by Casey Express? Yes, oh, look at that. I didn't think I knew guys, that you guys were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, our, that was... our publisher, Andrews McMeal, is here based in Kansas City, and they helped us so much, and mm-hmm. it was such a fun event, and the thing that I remember most, besides being a little petrified to be on that stage, because it was a real like stand-up auditorium kind of stage. It was a theater. It was a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, was that you talked, we had a bookstore. What was the name of the independent bookstore that came? Oh, and he had the pen. Yeah. Rainy Day Books, right? And okay. he was the one who introduced me to the signing pen. The and best the- pen ever. That yeah. Sarah's like, Sarah's like, we've got to get these No, but that's because that guy was more adamant about that than I am about architecture. I mean, <laughs> it was, or flowers even. So, and he was like, I've done research and this is the smoothest one. So I took a picture of it and that's what we now use. I know. Yeah. Like, and like I carry one in my purse. item in our expense account, I think. It's like $7. <laughs> like, don't lose that pen. Where is it going? Um, yeah, and we are back um, to be part of the Kansas City Marathon as well, and the Half Marathon 10K and 5K, right, which is coming mm-hmm. up this weekend. Yep, 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 yep. So and how many? let's hear some claps if you're doing the race. Woohoo! Wearing your run Kansas City shirts, I hope. Yep, yep, yep. If it's Maybe it might be too warm for it. I'm thinking, yeah, it's a little warm for a long sleeve, right? You're supposed to be in the high, mid-50s, right? Yeah, yeah. So, But this is such a great running town, although hillier than one would think. Yes. Well, that, I think that's kind of... I think the Midwest is full of ex- surprises, right? I think that's pretty much like... <laughs> is that the poll quote for this week? Yes, the, Midwest the Midwest is full, full of, surprises. of surprises. Oh, that reminds me, I don't have a pen for taking notes like I usually do. Oh, my goodness. Maybe someone out. could hook me up. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Jill's just going to reach right into her purse. Yeah. Oh, Catherine. Catherine's got one. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are delighted to be here, and who knows, we might be back next year for it, too. There's, there's, exactly. There's well, we just heard that the the race itself is up a thousand number in runners, right? So it has increased the field by a thousand runners, which is huge. And um, really, as 
as someone who is affiliated with Running USA, she's and on has, the board of directors, <laughs> has seen the the trends in running to go up by a nice one k is super impressive. So congrats to mm-hmm. Dave, our race director over there, who is um, who is here joining us as well. Yeah. So today's show is about technology, how it can improve your training and racing, and how best to utilize it. We have a bevy of guests. Bevy's one of my favorite words, um, <laughs> including an expert each from aftershocks and from Garmin plus three real world mother runners. How do we get them, Sarah? Uh, uh, where did you find them? <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know. We have about a hundred thousand to choose from on Facebook. Yeah, no. Um, so all three runners are taking part in the Kansas City half marathon and they use Garmin forerunner six forty fives during their training. We'll kick off this conversation after a short break. Stay tuned. Our first guest is Kim Fazetta, chief marketing officer at aftershocks. One of our favorite, favorite partners and also maker of our beloved brand of Bluetooth headphones that work with bone conduction, leaving your ears free to hear the sounds around you and be hashtag safe as a mother runner. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Kim. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Kim. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and maybe, I don't know, tell us an interesting story about your Athens marathon or lack thereof? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Put you on the hot spot right away. Yeah. So uh, I'm a new runner. Um, I started running because of aftershocks. I was really interested in, you know, understanding what runners do because that's our core demographic. So, you know, it's great to get a sense for pain points in, you know, in person with other headphones and that sort of thing. So that's why I started and I just really got addicted to it. And my sister has been a runner for years and she, um, she thought it would be a great idea. She lives in Greece um, to, for us to run the Athens Marathon. Oh, I didn't marathon. know that detail. I just thought she, she just wanted to go like historic and be like authentic. Oh yeah, no, no, no. She lives there now. So, oh. so it was, um, and it so happened it was, um, on my birthday weekend last year. And so, um, she thought it'd be a great idea for me to try to run a marathon on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, so she's, she was, she's a really great runner and she put me on a training program that didn't exactly work for me. Uh-huh. Uh, you travel a ton for your job. I do, but that that's no excuse. I, I wasn't really, I didn't really take it seriously, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I thought, you know, I can do anything and it's going to be fine. Um, until, <laughs> until I, until I was like the day before and she's shaking her head. She's like, no, you can't. So, so I just, I did the 10 K and then I felt really bad about it. And, um, now I'm training for real. Yeah. You train for Honolulu, Honolulu, December. Mm-hmm. I'm up to 18 miles people. It's real. So, but you, you train in Syracuse, New York, which I, I, from having gone to Colgate, the two of us, we know the weather's a little different than Honolulu. Well, actually I, just a little, no, no, no. I've been training in Texas. I live in Texas. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, okay, yeah, very yeah, that's good. right. Okay. The company's based in Syracuse. Well, actually oh. I train everywhere because I'm on the road all the time. Mm-hmm. So for example, my 18 was in Chicago last week while everybody else was running the marathon. I was on the path on the side, like waving at them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of everywhere. What's your best run so far on the road? Was it Chicago or what? Oh, that was by far my best run. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I mean, it was cool weather. It was raining and yeah, but I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Saturday is part of my training. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. As the, as the half. Half. Yeah. Uh And -hmm. do you have to tack anything on or is it kind of a scale back week? I'm supposed to, but, um, I've got something to do after that, like (laughs) tie dying or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were having a party at our, at the little after party. So yeah. Uh 
tie-dye shirts come and see us oh you weren't joking about tie-dye i thought you just thought oh of no like the we're gonna have the cl- yeah think no 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 uh-huh. do you get to make, is it like diy tie-dye or are they already absolutely made? it is yeah oh my god it's wow. for real yeah you are speaking this mother runner language because mm-hmm. we love a tie-dye that we don't have to clean up afterwards yeah exactly. no it's it's gonna be awesome <laughs> nice 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 okay so we need to elaborate on why we love aftershocks because I have both personal and professional reasons because I MC a few races mm-hmm. and it drives me nuts when people are at the, you know, here I am, I'm calling them across the finish line, giving them kudos and they can't hear a gosh darn thing. Mm-hmm. And so I love that aftershocks leave your ears open so you can hear MC and there's a really great MC. We know the MC. Uh, it's Jake Jacobson. Oh yeah. Former Garmin employee. Former yes. Garmin employee. Yeah. It's the MC at this mm-hmm. race. So, and it's so awesome when a race has an MC. And I'm not saying that because I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> You're plugging yeah, your yeah, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, let's talk about some of the other reasons why aftershocks are so great. I mean, so you can hear. Oh, yeah, fr- we use them for everything. I mean, I use them when I'm cooking dinner and, you know, talking on the phone to my sister and, you know, I can hear my son in the other room. But um, we use them for everything. We use them for all my phone calls. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, they're and comfortable. And running, too. I mean, and, and cycling. I think I mentioned this oh, yeah. recently. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty anti headphones on the bike just mm-hmm. because just because we don't want to end our lives on a bike and um and but now when i get on a bike path and my aftershocks i feel okay using them right mm-hmm. um which is good I, I still am not okay using them on a the street but that's for me I yeah because I, I wear mine every time i go on a cycling oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, and um but also my newest thing that i discovered when we were on business in twin cities um two weeks ago is i wear them when i go out to dinner by myself and then they're tucked, they're tucked <laughs> under my hair so you can't see them. So I look like I'm really pensive and just able to think these lofty thoughts without being tied to my phone. But really, I'm listening to a podcast. Oh, your own podcast? No, not oh, my own podcast. Okay. No. Uh, I listen to audio of me emceeing a race. Yeah. Okay. So no. Um, no. So it, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, because, you know, you're out and you want to experience a place. And so that way you can look around but still be entertained. Right. So that's my newest way of. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, yeah. and one of the biggest or one of the newest pieces of news that we love about Aftershocks is that it can be attached to the Garmin 645, which we're going to talk about in um, shortly. So talk about how that works. Um, what, how, how the... Well, well, not, it, not necessarily just, technology, but I mean, so tell me, well, how are they paired together? Or what is oh, it? it's just a, the headphones are Bluetooth, so you can pair them to anything that's um, Bluetooth capable. So your, you know, phone or, you know, the Garmin 645. So, yeah, I just think yeah. it's pretty amazing because then you don't have to. You, I think you can hold up to 500 songs, and then mm-hmm. you don't have to have your phone. You don't have if you're old school, or I mean, there's little devices also that pair up with Bluetooth. So mm-hmm. it's nice to just. There is a lot of people that don't run with their phones. It's surprising, but yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it works out. Yeah, yeah, particularly because you know your pockets when you do a marathon, as you'll discover, sometimes are taken up with other things. You know, like what? Like goose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tampons. <laughs> You are gonna. Are you gonna eat anything during your Honolulu marathon? I'm just um, chiming I, in I as like a concerned little, I roach. I like those little jellies, those chews. Little jellies, yeah, okay. Whatever they're Good. called, yeah, the gummies. Yeah, that's what they're called. The kind you get in Colorado or Oregon. No, you're not talking about those. Oh. <laughs> no, I am. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Such um, a big smile on your face that you finished. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I guess that's, you do carry that stuff. I don't know. I haven't gotten, I haven't thought that far. far, Yeah. You got time. It's in you got another more than a month. Seven weeks. Mm -hmm. But who's counting? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we're all counting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what are some of your favorite power songs right now? Ooh, 
which I realize I should have given you an advance warning on yeah, that question. Yeah, I don't know. Pharrell, what's one of my favorite power songs? What artists do you like? Britney Spears. All right. Do you like Do you like Stronger? I mean, I think that's one of the best oh, yeah. running songs okay. ever. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That was my power song in the marathon that Dimity and I um, that launched this whole party. That was my anthem back yeah. in 2007. I actually don't, I don't know a lot of the songs. We we have um, one of the girls on our marketing team does, or actually I'm not even sure who does the the um, playlist anymore, but I just listen to that, whatever's on it, so. Wow, you have yeah. people who do your do your playlist. That is you yes. have arrived, they, Kim. It's not just me. They do it for everybody. Anybody can listen to our playlist. Where, okay. where are they? Uh, good question. They're on Spotify? Yeah. Spotify. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 30 marathon playlists? Three. Oh, I thought you said, okay, three. Yeah. Three with a zero. Okay. Yeah. Three marathon playlists. I mean, the only thing that I would say about that is sometimes I... I don't, when I'm having a good run or a good workout, I don't care if I don't know the song, but then as I hit a divot in my, you know, in my patience or I'm starting to lag and a song comes on and I'm like, I don't know the song. It's annoying. The singer See, but cannot. That's, but that's, that's when you double click the thing on the aftershocks and it goes okay. to the next song. Okay. All right. Double I'm just saying, I don't know that I'm okay with a, a playlist <laughs> that I didn't put together. Maybe that's just my type A personality. I actually, I appreciate not having to put together this playlist and, and then I learn all the new cool music. So oh, exactly. otherwise yeah. I wouldn't have any idea. Uh-huh. You mean Hall and Oates isn't cool anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Who? No. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Kim. Well, thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. All right. As I mentioned, we are juggling a lot of guests, so uh, here comes the man of the show. Oh my goodness! Um, this Not is, nervous at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is uh, Joe Hykus, a product manager at Garmin. Um, welcome, Joe. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Are you Are you a father runner, Joe? I gotta know. Uh, I am a father runner, okay. and, and I, I think that might disqualify me from. One of your levels of achievement. When I was stalking you guys on the oh, internet to get yeah. familiar with your organization, there's a there's a level I'd like to reach, but I don't think I can. It's I badass it's- mother runner. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but it sounds cool. Yeah, well, you could be a baffer. It's uh, a badass okay. father runner. Baffer. Okay. We'll, we'll right. give that to uh-huh. you. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so you've worked at Garmin for a decade. That's yep. what LinkedIn tells me. Yeah. Um, and and uh, <laughs> we were told that you're the perfect guy for this gig. So explain to us why that is. Like they, they said you can answer any question about, you know, products for runners. Do well, that, that title? boy, they didn't oversell me or anything, did they? <laughs> um, well, I, so I, I think that, uh, you know, I've been at the job a while. I've, I've been at Garmin for 10 years working in fitness on the running watches for about eight of those 10 years. Um, I've been a runner myself for a long time. I've had high school boys that have been runners and one that still is. And, you know, so I've been around the sport and I've, I've, uh, I've, I know I've, I've seen a lot of the products all the way from cradle to grave. So, so hopefully I, I know whatever you're going to ask me. Okay. So. And, and you're wearing your 2018 Boston Marathon shirt. So we know that you have, have some speed left in your legs, huh? A little bit a little is still cred. there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even with that five minute drop down of the qualification, are we going to see a 2019 Boston Marathon shirt on you next year? Uh, well, I, I think I can requalify. Th- right. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Joe, you're going to stay with us to talk to three Kansas City half marathon running mother runners. First up is Jenny Prado, a mother of three from right here in Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome, Jenny. Um, 
Okay, welcome, Jenny. Glad to have you, you here. Glad um, to be here. So tell us the ages of your kids and a bit about your running background. Kids are 7, 9, and 10. Okay. And I've been a runner for about about 7 years. Okay. So, yeah. Right. So we yeah. know your first mar- or your first 5K was in 2012. Mm-hmm. This is going to be your second half marathon. So we got a couple gaps between those 6 years where they tell us about them. Um, I'm sorry, the gap for... Well, just the, the six years, like the races. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the races. I've done 5Ks and then I've done um, several 10Ks. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started setting my sights on a half. And that took me about, I think it's about two years in the making, um, just because I'd start a plan and then life would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally, I was able to do that the first one in April. I ran Rock the Parkway. Thank you. <laughs> and so... Didn't think, and I thought that's good for the year, and then um, here I am again. So, yeah. So, okay, so yeah. your training cycle got off to a solid start, but then, as it sounds like it's happened a couple times, life, but then um, shin splints intruded. Yes. So uh, talk us through that. Um, I just know about maybe, I want to say like week five or six, um, I started having some pain, um, kind of ankle, foot, back of leg area, and come to find out that was like a uh, posterior tibial tendonitis, like a flexion splints, never had that before. And, you know, of course, not knowing what that was, I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to finish this? I'm going to be able to run. I don't know. But I, I got on the Facebook page and actually, Dimity, you gave me some really good advice. Oh, Um, I did good. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) So I was able to get into a PT really early and they helped me so much. And now I'm doing really well and I'm ready for this race on Saturday. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. That's, that is a big thing is I think sometimes we, we, excuse me, as mother runners, um, who are strapped for time and sometimes cash, we wish things away, right? Like, Oh, I don't really hurt. I'm just going to go run. And then you like end up like hobbling home and you're like, tomorrow it's going to be fine. And so to go see a professional and get some advice and get the care and the exercises you need. That's great. Right. That's great. Um, Okay. So how did you track your mileage prior to getting your sweet Garmin 645? Um, I have previously used um, an older forerunner, so I have, I have tracked through there before some and also through um, Strava. So, okay. yeah. Nice. So I did those two things. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And how yeah. steep did you find this learning curve when you got the 645 out of the box? We were you like... I'm ready to go or like, did it take, uh, did it take like, okay, I need a glass of wine and an hour by myself guys. So leave me alone. A <laughs> little bit of both, <laughs> but it's been, it's been great. And especially since, um, we had, um, a chance to talk, um, with, with Joe, with Joe yeah. and, um, that, that helped a lot. And so it's, it's been great. Nice. Okay. So Joe, um, as, as Mr. Garmin, maybe we should just call you Mr. Garmin for this podcast. What do we think? Whatever you like. Okay. <laughs> um, so I am a new or I'm a second time half marathoner. Um, what am I looking for in a GPS to make sure that I'm hitting my training goals? Um, but not getting too obsessed, right? Because I think that's one of the biggest, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. right? Of technology because mm-hmm. you have it all, but sometimes you might not want it all. Yeah, that, that's right. I think that, you know, the, the, the new forerunners do so much that it can be a little overwhelming for a, for a new runner, especially. So for the runner you described, the second time half marathoner, I personally would say keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You know, use the watch to track your mileage to, um, you know, so you have a good online log. You know where you've been. You know, you can see where you're going. Um, you can keep track of, uh, your, of your, you know, obviously your pace, how you're performing in your workouts, 
all that stuff is recorded for you, you know, through the watch. So, um, and, and that's really probably the main things you need to get off the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jenny, on a recent 10 miler, I saw this, I believe on, uh, oh, it was on your uh, paper log, I think it was, you wrote um, that you quote felt strong. So did the stats on your Garmin back you up or, um, you know, I mean, now that you have this super spiffy one, I mean, how much right. do you still run by feel and, and did the numbers take it there for you? Um, I did notice, I did notice it with the numbers, but I still very much run by feel. Um, I'm trying not to get in that habit of <laughs> looking down at it um, uh, while I'm running because I, I just want to be able to, you know, feel that, feel like I finished strong on a, on a run. So, and how do you yeah. use your Garmin to kind of support that then? I mean, do you like, how much mm -hmm. do you dive into things afterwards and, um, well, I'd say like during, I've been trying, um, in the beginning because I want to try to go deliberately, um, slow in the beginning, um, on, on those longer runs. And so I do, um, look more at it just to try to keep my pace, um, in check for, for the first, um, part of my runs, um, if it's a long run. And then, um, afterwards, I just really, I just kind of take in that information afterwards. I, I'm more of just once when I am running going by that so I would say you are the exception and not the rule <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about yeah. that Joe because I mean I remember back in the day um when I used to write a lot for runner's world I think I wrote something about like how often I look at my GPS and I remember looking at the comments like we had people writing in saying that they put their their garment on their dog's watch or their dog's collar because they just could they were so obsessed with you know with their constant looking that they were like, I want to have this run recorded, mm -hmm. but God help me if I have to look at it 60 times during a mile, which is, you know, I used to be that way. I'm, I've kind of backed off because of other, because of injury and stuff. But how do you kind of walk that line between using the data for help or hindrance, I guess? Yeah, no, it's a great question because um, it, as we are, as runners, you know, we're numbers people, right? I mean, we want to know how much, how far, where we went, you know, the splits, all of it, right? But um, so it's really tempting on an easy day run when you should be keeping a lid on it to go, oh, I can go a little faster when you glance down at that mile split. But, you know, there's some things where I think the technology can actually help you. I don't know if you guys know this, but like you can turn off that auto lap. So it's not bothering you every mile. It's, you're not, it's not tempting you to look at it as much. So there are things like that where you can kind of like tell it to be in its place and just record your run. Um, you know, you, you can turn off the all, any alerts that you might have and, and just let it record in those situations. And then on the days when you have a workout in mind and you have certain goals and targets, then, of course, it, it will support that as well. Absolutely. Okay, so race day, Jenny. You might not know this, but it is um, two sleeps away, yeah. three sleeps away, three <laughs> sleeps away. Um, so what is your plan for Saturday, and um, especially with your injury? I mean, so kind of talk us through kind of your goals for the race and what you think um, you'd like to get out of it when you cross that finish line. Sure. Um, I went to my PT this week already, so they've done some work on me. I'm, I'm ready um, in that regard. And like I said, I'm tr really just trying to make sure I keep myself in check um, at the beginning, starting out. Um, <clears throat> I didn't have a hard and fast um, time goal, but along the way, um, I am trying to focus on maybe finishing a little faster than I did back in April. Um, I wouldn't mind doing 245. Um, hey, we've got a pacer so here. I hear there's a pacer here. So <laughs> I, I would like to maybe focus on that more um, and then just focus on getting my sleep in and having all of my 
all of my stuff together and ready to go for Saturday morning. So awesome. Well, here's your stuff being together and having a great day on Saturday. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. All right. Next up is Catherine Brown, an empty nester, joining us from St. Louis. Thank you for making the trip. Thanks for Uh, having me. Catherine trains by heart rate in the Train Like a Mother Club, and she is in the midst of preparing for the Disney Dopey Challenge in January. Um, And uh, uh, earlier this year, Catherine trained for the Boston Marathon by heart rate, and uh, we are glad to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. Awesome. You just checked your heart rate. What are you at? Well, I figured it had spiked up since I sat <laughs> since sitting down. So yes, yes okay. it has definitely right. gone up since I uh, have the microphone in my hand. Okay, it's, it's gonna all gonna be okay. All right, all right. This is gonna be a workout. Okay, so you are an empty nester, um, but so how many kids do you have? And um, talk a little bit about your running background as well. Sure, I have two boys, Drew and Colin. They're eighteen and nineteen, so a freshman and a sophomore in college. I've been running, I was thinking about it on the drive over, probably about 25 years-ish, but ran my first marathon when they were about two and three years old. Well, you know what it's like. You have to get out of the house after a while. So they're 17 months apart. So at some point, you just have to let the crazy out. Yeah, you do. You gotta run it and off. you get, you know, you have what, what did Molly say? You know, no one's asking you what's for dinner or you don't have to cook dinner that night, right? right? Uh, Race day Mm -hmm. lets you off the hook, right? Right. Um, and so um, you're training by heart rate. You train by heart rate for Boston and then um, Dopey, which if people don't know what Dopey is, can you tell us what that is? Sure. So the Dopey Challenge is something that Disney puts together. It's a four-day running event where you run a 5K, then a 10K, then the half marathon, then the marathon um, on four four different races, four different days. It's 48, is it 48.6 miles? Yes, it yes. is. Okay. All right. Um, and so why have you picked heart rate to train for this pretty ambitious goal? So I was introduced to heart rate back in January. My local running um, program my, um, where we ran in uh, St. Louis, we showed up for spring training and they were kind of like, guess what? We're going to do this heart rate training. And everybody was like, okay, sure. And then we quickly realized that it was worlds different than um, a traditional heart rate training program. And up until that point, I had only had a like standard, you know, the Ironman watch, like just the plastic band watch that I loved and wore all the time. And they kept talking about heart rate and got to monitor your heart rate. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. I need to buy a, you know, a monitor. A device. Yeah, I need to buy a device. But um, what they kept saying was you have to put your, check your ego at the door. And I didn't know what that meant. And I was you like, did I it? Well, I knew what it meant from a business standpoint. I was like, yeah. I don't have a running ego. And then <laughs> you realize how tied you are to your pace, your splits, how fast you run. And um, it was very, very difficult. Very yeah, difficult. For sure. Absolutely. Um, but I did it and had, I think, pretty good success in Boston, given the conditions. Joe and I talked about that a little they bit. They were bad. They were definitely bad. Um, and I thought, given the fact that this is such a long endurance race that I'm putting myself through and it isn't about time, it's really about going out there and making an event of it. I sure. needed something that would give me a way better way of getting more mileage in um, without deteriorating my body. Yeah, and not risking injury because yep, you really exactly. want to go and be able to enjoy those all 48.6 of those miles, Every right? Every last step of it, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, so let's talk a little bit about heart rate, um, how the Garmin um, monitors heart rate. I mean, wrist uh, technology is called optical. Isn't that right? 
the technical term is photoplasmatography. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, Mr. Garman. But, but yes, uh, we shine a light into your skin, and then the, the sensor reads the light that returns, and so we, we kind of look at the, the pulsing of the blood that way uh, through, through your through your tissue, through the capillaries, actually, under your skin. And that's how we measure heart rate uh, and with the wrist uh, sensor. Yeah. And how, um, comparing the wrist-based to the, the traditional strap, What's the accuracy comparison there? Yeah, I, so for, for many people, the, the wrist sensor is great. It works really well, um, and it works for a lot of, across a lot of use cases. Um, uh, so it's, I can't remember, honestly, I, sorry, I can't answer every question, apparently. I, I, I don't remember exact accuracy spec, but it's something like within 5 BPM accuracy 95% of the time, something of that nature. Um, and uh, but there are some users. There's some people with certain physiology, or it could be skin tone related. It can be you know just maybe the what we call blood perfusion, which is how much blood you get flowing under your skin there, where we're sensing it. That have a harder time with the optical heart rate sensor working as well. And then additionally, if in some cases, uh, some runners find that like in certain kinds of workouts, the 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 um, they get a little better results using the old fashioned chest strap, which is, which is an EKG, um, you know, electrocardiogram, basically measurement of your heart rate. They sometimes can be erroneous too, but, but, uh, they're usually, if you want that little extra surety of accuracy, you know, that's, we still recommend that people that care a lot about the accuracy might want to use the, the chest strap. All right, so Catherine, you mentioned at one point that you uh, were doing bad running math um, in your head. Um, so are there are are there fewer math tabulations going on now that you have the Garmin six forty five? Yes, it, that is very very true. So yes, um, a couple of things is that one, I do keep the lap counter on, but it doesn't tell. I don't care how many miles I run. Um, so for heart rate training during the week, except for your long run, you just run by time. So sometimes that could be for 45 minutes, it could be four miles. It could be six miles. It all depends on how you feel that day. So I turn the lap counter off because it doesn't matter. Um, but the heart rate monitor, I have to leave on so that it, it can either buzz on my wrist or it can tell me in my ear, what my heart rate is so that I have to, that I have to uh, slow down. It's never speed up. It's always, you need (laughs) to slow down. Um, so I don't have to really think about anything, um, anymore because it's, it's all there. Um, my only mess up was I hit the lap button one time by mistake, Joe. And then I thought I was reading because my lap is a mile. Mm -hmm. So I hit it and I hit it again. And I thought I hadn't, had added a mile on. So uh, I was all done and I was I was pretty sad. Disappointed. You well, type A, right? Type yeah. A runner. It was kind of like I thought I was done and I wasn't done. I'm sorry. Well, that was user error. That was not watch <laughs> error. Well, and that is one thing. I mean, you, you were talking, Joe, about turning things off so you only are looking at one piece of data, right? So it's, maybe it's just the number of minutes you've run or for heart rate, you know, just watching your heart rate, right? And then it is what it is and you can't decide how fast, you know, you're going to go. You're letting this other very objective measure of your everything going on in your life, right? Um, well, and the other thing, too, is I actually turned off what my pace was because that gets in my head. Yeah. If I just need to know I need to be under 140 um, beats per minute, I don't know until I come back and do Garmin Connect, um, which is the app, what my pace actually was. So I either am pleasantly surprised and I can see my splits and then I get the satisfaction 
Or I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, I was on a plane last night. I traveled for work. My hydration was bad. I, it felt hard. And then you can see it. So it sure. is nice to be able to turn things mm-hmm. on and off. Absolutely. Well, so is, was there one workout where, you know, 140 was just like, oh, dude, I can do this and I'm flying. Yeah. Like to talk about, you know, if, if there's a couple of workouts that stand out or one in particular. So there's, there's one. So I have a route. I live at the bottom. I live at the bottom of a hill, so I have to climb. Now it's not right; it's not steep, but you still know it, right? Well, especially and if your you heart, just start out. Yes, yes, and your heart rate is instantly like way up there. Um, so for me, I had to get past a little bit of that. So there have been long. It's, I find it more on my long runs where once I, if I can get up and down a pretty steep climb and be able to stay on average sure. under 140. I feel really good about really good about myself. And that comes with time as well. Um, and this also means that I'm not hearing, you know, I don't know, you know, people call, I don't know if it's, I say Susie Garman in my head, just like Siri, you know, it's like, I don't have Susie Garman in my head telling me, you know, slow down sister. That's, that's a good run. How, yeah. how, how do you have that going on in your head? I'm curious. What app do you use? Or is it Garmin Connect? Or? So, Gar- so it's part of the feature in the watch. So when you go oh. in, you can turn on an audio prompt that will say <laughs> your heart rate is just like it would tell you your lap mile. So oh, it is okay. like having it is having somebody talk to you. Is that is that a six forty five feature or is that an all Garmin feature? Um, well, it is a six forty five feature. It actually is on many of our watches if you have the phone connected. Okay. Um, and you have the phone connected to headphones, right? Okay. You, we can still do it that way. But the beauty of the six forty five being that it doesn't need a phone and it can talk directly to your aftershocks. Let's say um, you can get those prompts just straight from the watch to the, your to your headphones while your music's playing. It'll interrupt your music for just a brief period and say heart rate. 145 or your pace we is don't like when it says 830. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, so as long as we're talking about features, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but I, I had this in my head all day and I've got to ask, this is what annoys me the most about this and any other GPS. I go out and I swim for an hour or I go out and I run for an hour or bike for, you know, a, a loop 25 miles, come home, sit at my desk for 30 minutes and it's telling me to move and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I just moved. I did my movement for the day. And I know you've got to get up and take breaks. I, I, I appreciate that. But I'm just curious what that algorithm is and how it works. So first of all, I would like to say amen. All right? Uh, uh, because many of us who are a little more dedicated in the garment office are like, this thing, I just ran a 20-mile long run this morning before church, and now you're telling me to get off the couch while I'm taking my nap? I don't think so. So... We have made some algorithmic changes to suppress that if you've had a, a, a particularly long workout that day, but I think there probably may be still room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. Or you just turn it off like I do. And you can just you can actually just turn off oh, the activity. My doesn't do yeah. that at all. Oh, okay. Well, maybe so. turn it off. Yeah. yeah. No. In, in the app, you can turn it off. At least on my app, you can turn it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So, um, so okay. Uh, Catherine, since Sari's race is more like a training run to you because, you know, your big goal race, as you know, is in January, your big goal races, I should say, um, what is your, um, plan for, for Saturday? So my plan for Saturday is, um, I have to run 17. So I was out on, I think either train like a mother or maybe the dopey challenge. People are trying to figure out what to do. So I'm going to run, 
um, two miles and then run the race Mm -hmm. and then have two miles afterwards. At least that was my plan. Um, The good thing is I have a girlfriend who's running the full, and I was talking to Dave, the race director. So I think I'm actually going to come to the plaza, which is mile 23, Mm -hmm. and then run her in um, for a period of time because I don't know how you feel at mile 23, but I'm usually needing a little something at mile 23. Mm -hmm. Some people do. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, I know personally I need something. So I think I'm just going to run, um, I'm going to run it like marathon pace, not half marathon pace. Just go out there and do it and then go and find my friend. Okay. So. All right. And Joe, what advice do you have for someone like Catherine who is training for one of those multi-day races? I mean, how best to utilize Garmin data and, you know, I don't know, certain features on there? Because you know, they're going to, they're going to be asking a lot of their bodies or something that can, I don't know, help them out. Oh boy. Um, you know, honestly, and she and I actually talked about this a little bit when we, when we met briefly on the phone a, a few weeks ago, but, um, um, that's a tough one because it's not really in that kind of a scenario, as you guys know, it's not really about performance at that point. It's about surviving the four races. Right. And, um, so I think the main thing I would use the, the, the watch for would be exactly what she's doing in heart rate training, which is how to, especially on the half marathon day, how to keep a lid on it, how to keep the, keep the effort low so that the, the 26th, the next day just is, is achievable. That, that'd be my coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I speak um, from experience here. I think there are a lot of features on um, GPS watches that people don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's, it can be kind of intimidating. You know, there's a lot of buttons and you worry if you press the wrong button, it's going to do something weird. I mean, if, if people just use it kind of straight up as the, you know, they press, they get a signal, they press start when they go and they press stop when they're done. Like what one or two things would you tell people to really like go on either Garmin or go on YouTube and figure out how to make use of a feature on some of the Garmin forerunners. Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, we've added a lot of cool stuff with some of the recent watches that are just great for like everyday wear, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like for example, you know, the, the 645 music, um, that, that we just, that you're wearing, um, not only does it have the, the music capability, but it's got this new thing, Garmin pay. And I think I encourage Mm -hmm. you to set that. Have you tried it by the way? No, but I, I've been using it all the time. I mean, I can just go pay, uh, you know, without a wallet or anything. And um, that sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> Somebody who can overdraw pretty easily. That's a little dangerous. Um, but uh, additionally, I guess as far as as far as a running watch use, I would encourage a lot of people to get familiar with probably two main things I think are sometimes overlooked. Some people don't know, for example, that you can customize all the data screens and all the data fields and you can like for example turn off the the pace you don't have to see it it can just be gone um and the other thing uh we we it just surprises me how many people don't realize that they just think they open the box and that's the way it's always going to be but it's not um the other thing is particularly if you're a workout person if you're if you're doing workouts get to know sort of get to know your lap button you know that's a it just is a really powerful tool to break up fart licks or, you know, or run track workouts or uh, put a tempo run in the middle of, of, of warm up and cool down without breaking stride. You know, there's just a lot of like really practical applications just for a basic lap button. That's how I use the watch. And, and what do you, like, where do you suggest people figure out how to do that? You know, cause not everybody gets, you know, Joe to call you, you know, the model. Um, yeah. Uh, well, in some, I, in some, I have Joe's number. Yeah. So I can give it out. <laughs> Call anytime. Um, 
you know, we, we do have a pretty good amount of help content available on, on Garmin.com. Um, you know, you can, in fact, you could like search for your product and then you get, to, there's a place where you can select manuals and, and help. And in many cases, we have videos like YouTube videos that you can, you can search as well and, and actually get walked through some of the features. Yeah. So that, that's out, that's a lot of stuff is out there. Uh huh. Okay. Good, yeah. good, good. All right. Well, Catherine, thank you and enjoy your 17 miles on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Our final guest is Katie Hearn, a mom of two youngsters who hails from nearby Overland Park, Kansas, uh, a veteran of numerous races. <laughs> Katie will be taking on her ninth half marathon on Saturday. Thanks for joining us, Katie. Yeah, thanks for having me. So lucky number nine, how are you feeling? I actually think it's number 10. I think I did my math wrong. Oh. So I'm pretty excited that it's double, double digits. digits. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. feels like a badge of honor. So Sweet, sweet. Yeah. So um, you have two kids. How old are you? I do. I have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. Okay. Yeah. So you like in the thick <laughs> of the ankle biters right now, right? We are in the thick right? of it, yeah. yeah. So a couple weeks ago, pouring down rain, thunderstorm, everyone was so impressed that I still went out for my long run. <laughs> that was a look of incredulousness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and you're a teacher too. How? What, I am. What? What grade do you teach? I teach fourth grade. Okay. Wow. So, so you're just surrounded by lots children, of energy yes. all day long. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, okay. So your last half marathon, you used the AMR Finish It plan. From I did. Train mm -hmm. like a mother. Mm -hmm. The yep. book, that old school training book on yep. paper. Yes. It awesome. was well marked up. <laughs> awesome. And it was your first post-baby half marathon. Yes. Right? And yes. So how did that feel compared to maybe, say, pre-baby's marathon? Um, it actually was surprisingly really great. Um, really? I think that the training plan was a little bit longer than the ones I'd done in the past, and it prepared me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it prepared me really well. I, I felt really strong, um, finished really well. So, yeah, it was great. So how is training for this half marathon different from the one you did in the spring? Um, perhaps maybe thanks to Garmin or maybe some... I don't know, some standout memories you have from, from the yeah. training cycle? Sure. Well, um, if I end up injured after this one, it'll be thanks to my Garmin watch because I forget to stretch. I get home and I'm like un instantly on Garmin Connect and I'm like, look at all these graphs and I can overlay my pace with my heart rate and this and that. And so, no, I'm, but um, it's been really fun to just have all the data and um, I love using the watch for um, the interval runs and such like that. I figured out how to set up the intervals when they're of uneven. So like if it's three minutes and then one minute and then two minutes and then one minute, ah. figured out how to set that up on my computer and then send it to my watch so that ah. I, all I had to do was press the lap button. So ah. that was pretty fancy. Good. Joe helped me with that. Yeah. yeah. I have his number too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. So, and Joe, how that data that Katie's talking about, I mean, how much do you suggest people dive into it? I mean, um, because, you know, you do a run and then you do a run the next day and do it. So sometimes you can get where you'll only look briefly, maybe mother, maybe just from other runners, we'll only look at briefly afterwards, but not go back and review it. Well, you know, it is addictive. I mean, I, I you know, when I first actually, believe it or not, when I first started at Garmin, I wore a $29 Casio watch, you know, and <laughs> Um, when I was interviewed, I was asked if I ran with Garmin. I said, no, I don't. But, um, <laughs> so I thought I wasn't going to get the job maybe at the time, but, um, but it, 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 once you start using it, right, mm -hmm. it, it sucks you in, you know, and it, it, it's a good thing though, because it's a motivator. Like, it's like, oh, I want to go out and do it again. I want to make a record of what I've done, you know? So, um, uh, but you know, obviously some days matter more than for actual training purposes. Some days matter more than others. Mm -hmm. You know, I find all, all, I always go back and 
I, even if it's just the same run I've done 712 times, I still go back and look at the map and look at the stats really quick. The map least. is always the best. Isn't isn't it? Right? Like, wow, look at that. I did a lollipop right. today. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, and then, oh, and then they're like, you do the same route in a week later, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I did a lollipop today. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, honestly, that I love – I, seriously, I, I love I love the route. I won't lie. I love and I blow it up and I'm like, oh, I ran by X Y Z house or whatever. Not a mansion, yeah. not a Kansas City mansion, but like my friendly aunt's house or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's uh, there's days when you care a lot more about the stats because sure. you're you're hitting targets and things like that. And and one thing that I've started to look at a lot more even personally is some of our our, our later. Um, Physio, what we call physiometrics, like your VO2 max and how that you can see that trend through a training cycle. And, you know, we, you know, it's some, for some people, it's probably more accurate than others, but the trend is notionally correct. And it's like, I'm getting, I can feel I'm getting more fit. So I'm watching that thing, you know, how long so. does it typically take to, um, you know, to get that? I, I realize you know, there's a difference between going to an exercise lab at the University of Colorado right. and getting your mask put on and all that yeah. versus this thing on my wrist. But I mean, obviously the trend, general trends, but I mean, how long does it take to get that? You know, is it three months of me using it every day or most days a week or is it, what is it? You know? No, no. I mean, I, I think that, um, Early in the early days, it would take a, probably a good week of like running outdoor with GPS, you know, a few times, you know, okay. to kind of for it to kind of stabilize to you. Nowadays, uh, really, a two or three runs outdoors with GPS, if you you know, good, uh, if you got good heart rate signal and good GPS, it, it should get dialed in pretty quick. Okay, so here's a question for you. So yeah. I have the, um, and I'm sorry that I don't know the exact model. This Looks is a triathlete like triathlete one. Yeah, 735. The 735. This mm -hmm. is my birthday present yep. this year from my loving husband. Awesome. He was very happy no that I, I sent him a link. No, no spoon. No spoons this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, thank you for telling me what you want. Um, so when I go run, and um, like I said, my running has come down a ton. Um, so I'm usually doing like seven miles a week, like a three to four mile route on the same path, you know, twice a week. Um, and I get a little plus or minus that pops up about a half a mile in or like three. What is that? What is that? Ah, yes. Yeah. So that, that's a little feature we call performance condition. Yes. And it's meant to just give you like that after about a six minutes or so, after we think you're warmed up, it's a little bit of how we think you're today, how, how, how you are today. I'm right? always plus so, though, that's Mr. Good. Garmin. I'm always yep. plus. Like, I yeah. should be like be able to qualify for Boston so, so, at this well, point, right? But you know what? You, the, your running pattern suggests that's right, though, because if you're if you're only running say three days a week and not very high mileage, then you should be recovered before every run. Oh, and okay. so a plus is not that surprising, I okay. think, in that situation. When you're when I'm training hard, I see some days pluses, some days minuses, and sometimes that's good information. Like maybe I should postpone the hard workout till the next day or when I'm fresher. That's kind of what that's meant so, to do for you. So it's for really you. just like a state of where you are kind physically. A, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I think that, that then it's very accurate because my workouts are, I'm very much recovered after one day. Like right. The kind of workouts I'm doing these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. The, a question from the audience wants to know what the variance is, Joe. Okay. So it, it can, in theory, go as wide as like plus or minus 20. Okay. But, but that's not. So because that... That, that really only happens in weird situations when the, the watch is first taken into use or if you've had a long period of, say, detraining. Um, that can happen where you've had a big drop, a real big drop in fitness. Um, but in practice, you won't see numbers bigger than about plus or minus three. And plus three is, is a big number on that scale. So, Okay, so then I'm going to ask um, if Jim's going to ask questions about her. I'm going to say that my 
I have a, a 220 or runner mm-hmm. 220. So I want to know why it is that like I, when I, you know, I start most runs by my driveway and why some days it takes forever to get a signal and other days it finds it right <laughs> away. And yet my running partner who lives six blocks away has the exact same model. And I mentioned to her, I'm like, ah, oh, sorry, I was late. It, you know, my Garmin wouldn't get its signal. She's like, mine always gets its signal right away. Uh, I, I huh? think we're out of time for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And don't you dare tell me it's just clouds <laughs> or, oh, the leaves. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to blame cl- clouds and leaves. Um, but a real practical thing is if your watch is um, – routinely connected to your smartphone or routinely connected to Garmin Connect, even through like Garmin Express or through Wi-Fi or some models, um, we cheat and we send uh, like satellite, um, the information about where the satellites are in the sky to the watch ahead of time. So the watch can then, when it, when it gets those signals, it can do its calculations much quicker. It can get, a, get what we call a fix much faster. So that oftentimes is one of the things that causes a long fix time compared to a short fix time. Um, I don't quite understand. I'm sorry. Okay. If your watch is connected to Garmin Connect mm-hmm. through your smartphone yep. frequently, like like three, four, five times a week or all the time, it helps a lot because we every day we send mm. cheat information on the satellites. Mm, okay. And if it's not connected, like to Garmin Connect for a while, then it, that data gets stale and it takes longer and longer to get a fix. So that's oh, okay. one common cause okay. for a slow fix. Okay. Well, and I got to say, sometimes um, I I am connected to Garmin Connect probably a couple times a week, but there are days when it's like totally overcast, and I'm, that's what I chalk it up to. Is there any is there any rationalization to that? I, no. I don't think there's okay. really much okay. to okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, yeah. I often don't know that's, I mean, again, um, you know, I, I don't know that's not clicked in yet and i just go and it's fine like and then and then like five minutes later it's like oh you've received your signal and it's like oh it doesn't seem like that far off from is that so we do some other cheating as well okay which you'll be glad to know so in a lot of the watches there's a built-in accelerometer as well and we we have this thing called wrist dead reckoning and basically we estimate your your speed and distance based on the, the accelerometer movement. Now that is much more accurate when you have also previously been running with GPS because we calibrate that with GPS distance. So um, that allows us in these situations where maybe you don't get GPS till you're five minutes into your run, we still get the distance pretty close a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I get pretty obsessed about that. Like, I won't start my run unless it's clicked in. Me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, whereas Molly will just be, oh, I, I just go. Yeah. And yeah. um, but also, but here's the question that I didn't think to ask before. But um, why is it if you're running with somebody who has the exact same model of Garmin, let's say my best running friend Molly, so she and I went running together. We ran four miles on Sunday, and started at the exact same place. And my I my beeped a mile before hers did. Then uh, at two, um, it beeped at the same time. At three, hers hit it sooner. And then at four, I had to keep going a little further until it clicked over. Well, the, the fundamental reason is that there is noise in the system. You know, we, we can't make nobody's GPS technology is perfect. And there, there is uncer- a little uncertainty, you know, with each measurement along, along your path. And, and those errors, you know, they, um, they can add up slightly differently on, on the watch that I'm wearing, even though I'm running right next to you and the watch that you're wearing. 
Um, so it, it's, uh, yeah, there's always just, gonna, just work on that. Would you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're doing our best. All right. All right. Um, I, I, I we'll get, we'll get back to you, Katie right now in one second. I just want to say that there's something lovely about being in the, on Saturday. You guys will hear this. You know, you pass by mile four and some people beep before, some people beep with the sign, some people beep after, and you're like, whoa, am I off? Like, what's wrong? You know, so it's kind of fun to have the chorus of beeps. Um, so anyway, so Katie, um, you missed two weeks of training in September. Um, what, is that correct? Or did you just... Hmm. Or did you just um, ghost I Strava? Well, I didn't start using Strava until I got the Garmin. Oh, okay. So, which was September, like, 6th, I think. So it was right before my birthday. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I don't well, think I missed birthday. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. Um, okay. Well, so tell us a little yeah. bit about this training cycle. How did it go for you? Okay, sure. Um, I I mean, it went really well. I really enjoyed using the plan. Um, I subbed in on the circuit run days and the cross-training days. I've been doing um, some circuit training at the gym. And so uh-huh. I was able to kind of keep that up and keep the running up, which was really great. And I feel like it made me stronger and I didn't have as many aches and injuries and annoyances sure. in my life. You did life, the traditional so, run yeah, or race plan? I did plan. the run plan. The run mm-hmm. plan. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. Yep. And was that a class you took or is it just your own um, No, circuit? I've been using the um, SWEAT app, the BBG program, if you've heard of it. So that it's, BBG? Um, what does yeah, that stand for? It stands for Bikini Body Guide. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's is, that, is that programmable <laughs> on the garment? I wish. Well, I actually, <laughs> I actually created my own activity for it on my Garmin. So <laughs> um, it's just circuit training at the gym. Sure. So just, yep, different circuits. So nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so um, how are you feeling about Saturday? I feel great. I feel really good about it. I'm looking forward to the beautiful weather. Um, and I feel like my training has been going really strong. I've had, um, good luck with my races this year. I've PR'd my 5k twice this year. And so my goal a is to hopefully PR even my pre-baby half marathon time, which would be pretty awesome. So don't tell anybody though. Well, what is that? Okay. We're not that way. We're going to hold you to it, but what is that time? Um, it was 153. So. So we'll see. <laughs> wow. Wow. So yeah. then, so then I take it you've been utilizing then a lot of the stats. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I really have. So, um, I, my Garmin, and I do not believe this feature by the way, but it tells me I should be able to run a half in one thirty-seven, which seems insane. So I can't, I mean, I'm not lining up with the one thirty-five pace group by any means, but, <laughs> um, but I'm, I am hoping that I can at least get closer to the one fifty-three mark again. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. So, so Joe, for somebody who is looking to hit a time goal, I mean, what do you suggest doing during the race? You know, uh, we don't want them looking down all the time because, yep. you know, you need to see the scenery and not run into people. So mm-hmm. like what advice, what <laughs> advice do you get for utilizing, um, you know, a GPS watch during the race? Yeah. So during the race, and actually I think you were going to maybe use this feature. Yes, I think I, think I talked to you about, about it, this. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So there is a feature in the Garmin that can be very handy for this called um, uh, set a target. So you can, for example, and what I recommended uh, to Katie was don't set 13.1, but set 13.2 to give a little bit of a slush factor there, right? And then you can specify... Um, and then it then it can tell you what your estimated finish time is going to be all along the way. And if you um, or it can give you if you set a spe- uh, if you specify a desired target time, it'll give you a head time ahead behind. And that way, whenever you look at it, it you can look at it once a mile, once every five miles. Whenever you look at it, it'll tell you you're ahead five seconds, one second. You're behind ten seconds. 
that's a really, really practical way to hit a target. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have, can I ask a question? Yeah. Is that allowed? Okay. Sure. Oh. <laughs> um, I had a question. So when I got my participant guide email the other day, yep. I saw that there was a course map preloaded by Garmin. And so oh. I sent it to my watch. Yeah. And so apparently I should be able to just like click the course and then it tells me my estimated finish time and pace and such. Would it be better to use that feature or to use the race predictor like we've talked about? Um, so not, not, yeah, not the race predictor oh, per se. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but the set a target feature, right, right, that um, if you use the course feature, mm -hmm. um, the courses, depending on what, what you received from Garmin, I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, it may have a sort of a default pace built into it and that may not be your pace. Oh, okay. So just make sure that, it, that, that, that the, it's the pace is what you want to run. Okay. And then, yes, you can absolutely can use the course uh, for mm -hmm. that as well. But the, the, the surefire way is to set, the, set use target. the set a target feature. Okay. So using that map thing then is like almost like having a little pacer in your wrist practically? I mean... Yeah. Um, so you can uh, associate a pace with a course mm -hmm. um, that uh, basically does the same thing that we were just discussing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that set a target feature sounds incredibly cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's neat. I used it for Boston, actually. And um, I, I'm... It did better than I expected. I actually wish that I had listened to it because I had a personal goal of um, beating my previous Boston time, and I missed it by five seconds or four oh, seconds. Oh, dude, that was the yeah. weight of the water in oh. your shoes. That, yeah, right. Know. Yeah. Come on. So. I got to say, you didn't listen to it. That's a little hard uh, well, to hear. No, I just I thought, oh, that's. That's, I'm probably farther off than that. You know, I just, it's, uh... yeah, you can always, yep. Yeah, you can always rationalize something. Well, yeah. you guys have been awesome. Dr. Garman, Mr. Garman, Joe, thank, thank you very you. much for joining us. And Katie, thank you. Have Thanks a great race. Thank on... you. Yes. Yeah, thanks you guys.